This message was recorded at Devoted, a Christ Central Festival for all the family. To find out more about Devoted, please visit devotedevent.org. Yeah, as Andy said, we belong to the, the church in Horsham, and my husband Paul uh, is here with me, uh, and he is a constant support to me and enables me to, to do so much, so I'm grateful to him. We have two adult children who are uh, currently down at a 72-hour worship event called David's Tent down in uh, Sussex, very close to where we live, and there we keep getting messages from them to say that they're having an absolutely amazing time. So there's lots of worship going on around the country at the moment. Uh, we've been having a great time, haven't we, in this seminar over the last couple of days. There's, you've been getting some freedom. You've been understanding things that have been hindering you. God has exposed some things. And uh, I hope today uh, you're going to use some of that freedom uh, and uh, take some risks. Because today what I'm going to do is to talk about how we grow in the prophetic and kind of give you some tools to help you as you leave here uh, tomorrow uh, and you go back into your home situation, your church situation, your work situation, back into your neighborhood, back into your community and uh, you can take some tools back with you to, uh, to learn how to communicate God's heart and God's word to the people around you. Oh, I just want you to think um, about how, as I'm talking, I want you to really be intentional today and to be practical. I will get you to do a couple of practical things a bit later on. But just before we start, I just want to, you, you to start thinking about how do I want to grow? What is it that, that God wants to do in my life and through my life? What is it that God's saying to me? How do I need to grow? How do I need to develop? And I want you to be really intentional. If, it would be great if you've got uh, a pen and paper, because there's going to be some questions that I'm going to throw out while I'm speaking, and you won't possibly be able to answer them fully this morning, because I'm going to throw lots of stuff at you. You might need to make a few notes, and I want you to take away what we do this morning and what we talk about this morning, and I, and I really would challenge you to process what we've been doing over the last couple of days and what we do today, take some time over it because we never see change unless we actually do something with what we receive. Uh, and that's the main thrust of what I feel God is saying to us this morning, is what are you going to do with what I've given you? How do we take hold of the freedom that God has given us and create a culture around our lives where we start bringing freedom to other people. We actually use the gifts that God has put inside of us. We use the revelation that God has given us even over this weekend. And we start to see that being active in our churches and in our communities and in our families. So it was great to hear um, from Ash about how revelation is active in their family um, as a family that they're actually hearing God together and they're talking about it and they're sharing it. And just to see the kids this morning doing that. And we want to see that more and more. We want revelation flowing into our families and out of our families, into our neighborhoods. There's just a time for that and it's so exciting. 
And I felt that God today wants to highlight some particular areas for you as, uh, as an individual, as a couple, um, if you're here on your own, if you're here as a couple, I just sense that God really wants to speak some very clear things to you about where he wants you, where he wants you to cooperate with him, to grow and develop in this kind of very practical way. You know, we've been given so much, haven't we? We have so much as, as Christians. We have conferences. We have a church that we can go to. We have places where we can pray together. We don't get stopped doing these things. We've got Christian books. We've got so much out there on the internet. We, God has given us so much, and it's really our responsibility to use well what he's given us. It's, there's such an active thing that we need to do. When God gives us something, we have to be practical. We have to be active with it. There's, a, there's a, parable, a parable about that, isn't there? If you bury what you've got and you don't use it, it never goes anywhere. But if you use it, it bears fruit and it does something. And God is challenging the church in these days to do something with what he's given them. Not to wait for more. Not to wait for the next amazing conference. Not to wait for the next amazing Christian book that comes out. It's God, the Holy Spirit is saying over us today, do something with what I have given you. I'm with you. I'm in you. I've put my spirit on the inside of you. And I need you to stand up and arise and do something with that revelation. Don't wait for something else to happen. I do want to say that um, I don't want you to think that I've got everything sussed. I really don't. This isn't an ABC program of how to grow uh, and how to reach the world with prophecy. I just want to throw out a few things that I've learned along the way, which I, I really uh, hope and pray will help you. Please never stop learning. Never stop growing. I've learned that. I think you learn that as you get older, don't you? It's like uh, as teenagers, I think we think we got it sussed. We know everything. Uh, we don't need to hear from our parents um, because we've got it all sussed. And as we grow older, we kind of, I realize now I need to learn more. I want to know more God more than ever before now. I think there's such a hunger on the inside of me to really know God and to really do what he's saying really be active with what he's saying to me. And I'll talk about that a bit more as I go. Uh, Paul said to Timothy in uh, uh, 1 Timothy 1.6, he says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Now we have all received and had it imparted to us, I'm sure, spiritual gifts. We may not have had laying on of hands, but I'm sure lots of us have multiple times. We've gone forward in church or we've gone forward at conferences and the Holy Spirit has imparted something into us. Just as Paul says to, to Timothy, you've received, he says, fan into flame. Now who's going to fan that flame? It's you and I that are going to fan that flame. Fan that, into that flame so that it's a burning fire on the inside of us. There's an active responsibility that passes to us when we receive something. So this weekend, this morning, this day, tomorrow, something has been imparted to you and will be imparted to you that you need to fan into flame over the next days, weeks, months, year. 
Because God wants that to be used. He wants what he's put in here to encourage, to bless, to bring freedom. Lee was saying, uh, we're blessed to be a blessing. We receive freedom to give freedom. And it's, it's, God is highlighting that for us in these days. So right now, I want you to tune in. Holy Spirit, ask him, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me this morning? What is it? Give me a strategy for growth. Highlight to me things that you want me to do. It, I don't want you, I'm going to throw so much out at you, but you may just have to get hold of one thing. And if you get hold of one thing and you go away with one thing and you start to be active with it and you start to do something with what God has given you, uh, that would be amazing. So don't feel overwhelmed and think, oh, there's so much, there's so much, I don't know what God's saying. Just home in on one thing. Just ask Holy Spirit to do that for you. How do you want me to grow, Holy Spirit? Where do you want me to push forward in my, my spiritual life and with the spiritual gifts you've put on the inside of me? What do you want me to do with this prophetic gift you've put on the inside of me? Where have I become complacent? Where have I become comfortable? Where have I plateaued? You know, it's really easy, isn't it? We get so exciting, excited when we start to move in spiritual gifts. And we can become comfortable then. So we can become comfortable with the way we do things. I know uh, recently God's been really challenging me about, Joe, where are you comfortable? And we don't push out. And I just feel like God is saying he wants us to go beyond where we've ever been before with the spiritual gifts that he's given us. So be practical, be intentional, and uh, ask the question, God, you've given me so much. What is it you want me to do about this? I really feel there's been a shaking. There is a shaking and a stirring. Holy Spirit is shaking and stirring us and mobilizing us. Even over this weekend, there's been such a sense of Holy Spirit mobilizing his church. The Holy Spirit bringing freedom, highlighting things to us, mobilizing us last night. As, as Jeremy was speaking, I don't think any one of us could uh, fail to be mobilized on the inside, to feel big on the inside in God as he spoke, as he released that powerful word. And we have to take that and do something with it. We have to put that into practice. And God is shaping our lives to be a powerful message to the world. And I think we begin to realize that it's not just about bringing words. It's about each one of us being a message to the world. It is about bringing words, and it is about bringing encouragement. It is about bringing words of knowledge. It is about tongues and interpretation. But it's actually allowing the Holy Spirit to shape us on the inside so that we ourselves become a message of encouragement and hope to the world. You know, if you go into your office, your workplace every morning, carrying the word of God on the inside of you, you will become the most encouraging person in that place. If you go in to your workplace with a smile on your face, and you're always the one that says, no, we don't need to think we can't do this. Let's think of a way to do this. Let's think of a way. Let's not be overcome by this. Your boss will start saying, have you got any creative ideas? 
And you'll be like, Holy Spirit, give me a creative idea. That's how we need to start becoming a message. You know, when your neighbor needs some encouragement, go around and give them some encouragement. Go around and give them a word that you've asked God for. We need to allow Holy Spirit to shape us. Every one of us has an influence. We are an influence and we have a prophetic voice. And I want to challenge you to answer the question for yourself and go home with this question that says, God, where is my voice going to be an influence? Where is my voice going to be an influence and how is it going to be an influence? How are you going to encourage people? How are you going to bring the truth to people? How are you going to be an influence? You may have ideas from the Holy Spirit how to bring the gospel into your community in a very creative way. That's the kind of thing Holy Spirit wants to speak to us about these days. He wants to spark that on the inside of us. He wants us to take time to listen to him because when we do something with what he's given us, it will be fruitful. If we try, uh, like Andy was saying on Monday, and we try to do our mission, it sometimes falls flat. But if we do what he's speaking to us about, so ask him, where do you want me to be an influence? And that may simply be that you are a powerful influence to your neighbors and the people in your community. And it, it, can, it can be huge. It can be, you can be an influence on a board of directors in a company. You can be an influence in your school. You can be an influence as a teacher. There are multiple ways. You all have places where God has called you to be an influence. And we need to think creatively. What am I going to do as a result of devoted with what God has said to me? God's called you to make a real difference. And he wants you to release something of, of what God has given you to somebody else. Is that with your family? Is that with friends? Is that in your church? Is that with your leaders? Is it, as I said, creative ideas in your workplace? There's so much. I can't possibly cover everything. God will be speaking things to you as I'm speaking. You know, God's ways are so much higher than ours, aren't they? So much higher. His thoughts are so much greater than our thoughts. And we need to know what his thoughts are. We need to ask him, what are you thinking, God? What is it you're saying for me in my life, in my family in in 2018? What is it you want me to do on the earth? And if God's ways are higher and his thoughts are higher than ours, we really need to hear them, don't we? Because they're so much better than ours. They're so much greater than ours. There's a God way of doing something in our communities and in our churches. And if if he's speaking, we need to hear. So take some time to listen to God in your life. Because prophetic revelation, it always produces results. It produces action. It produces growth. It produces movement and multiplication. It isn't just that somebody stands up here and gives a word. If you receive a prophetic word, something happens on the inside of you. And we need to be a people of creativity as God speaks to us. 
The first tool that I really want to put in your hands, you might think this is a bit strange, but I'll explain, is how we respond to encounters that we have with God. What do we do with what God says to us? And I think I have had so many prophetic words into my life, and I'm sure a lot of you have had had things that God has spoken over you, whether he's spoken directly to you or whether he's spoken through people. I hope that you do have things that you know that God has said to you, whether that's directly or through people. And as I have, have gone on in my spiritual life, I've realized, you know, in my journals, there's so much of the encounters of, uh, with God that I've had. I've written stuff. I've recorded stuff. And it's brilliant to do that. Please do that. And recently, God's been saying to me, what have you done with the things that I've been speaking to you recently? And a few, a uh, couple of months ago, um, I was at a leader's day, and uh, a lady came up to me. And she said, would it be okay just to release a word over you? And, and I knew who she was, and I felt totally peaceful about that. And she started to prophesy, and, and she suddenly stopped, and she said, are you just about to go on holiday? Um, because this word is, is, is about the sea. And my ears pricked up so much, because my husband and I had literally spent a week walking by the sea uh, just prior to being at this day. And, she, and, and I was like, wow, yeah, yeah, I've just been on holiday by the sea. And she said, oh, good, phew, because this is all about the sound of the sea. You know, like the sound of the waves going. It's, it's a, you could listen to it forever, at least I could. And she said that whisper as the, the tide draws back and the, and the waves go again is like, um, is like the voice of God calling you. It's like the whisper of God calling you. And he's saying, I want you to tune your ears to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. And as you hear my whisper and follow my call, it's going to affect the influence of your voice. And I was like, wow, I need to take some time out to hear the voice of God because I've been so busy. Uh, and when we were away... Um, I just I had listened to the sea and been so affected by the sound of the sea, and that night um, after this lady had prophesied, um, I had a dream, a very quick dream really. It was just before I woke up, and I had a sense that I was swimming in the ocean, and uh, but I was in a very restricted place. Dreams are weird, aren't they? Because I was breathing underwater without any oxygen or anything. Uh, but I felt really, really restricted. It was very strange. Um, and then suddenly, the dream changed, and I went out into this massive, massive area of light and color. You know, it's a bit like being in a, a David Attenborough uh, movie or, or documentary underground. There was coral, there was fish of every color, there was sea life. It was amazing. And I woke up. And God just said to me, I'm taking you from a restricted place of revelation into a spacious place of revelation. And as I remembered the, the dream, uh, the word from the day before, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, but in order to receive that kind of revelation, you need to upgrade your time with me. You need to take time with me to hear my whisper. I'm not going to speak to you a loud shout. 
I want to speak to you with a quiet whisper. And I'm in that process at the moment when I've started taking some time out to really hear God and to really um, discern the still small voice of the Spirit. And God speaks to us in all sorts of different ways. But I knew I, I, uh, I had to do something with that encounter. I couldn't just um, say, oh, well, that was nice. I actually need to do something, and I'm, I'm actually doing something at the moment um, in responding and taking time out, taking time to listen, taking time to, uh, not to rush with God and not to rush on into the next thing, but to hear what he's saying to me. And I needed to prioritize some time with him. And I think some of you have, have encounters with God where you haven't yet processed them and really allowed those encounters to shape who you are. And I think this is a day where we need to allow the encounters that we have with God when he speaks to us prophetically. We need to take time to process those because those encounters are designed to shape us. They're designed to give us revelation. They're designed to give us a prophetic message, not just for us, but for others. And we need to take time to listen and process those. And I, I really encourage you. I'm sure that you've got encounters. The encounters that you have with God this weekend, don't, don't just go away and say, well, that was nice. Take a hold of it and say, God, what is it you want me to do? What is it you've said to me? And as a result of that, what is it you want me to do over these next weeks and months? Yesterday, um, we talked, or Andy talked, and Hazel talked about, uh, and Graham talked about things that hinder us. Uh, and I think another tool in our armory is to allow God to shape our characters. As well as taking time to process what we hear, we need to let God shape who we are. You know, in that verse, uh, I think Andy quoted it yesterday, Timothy says, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Love is a really, really powerful tool. We need, we need love. Love for God and for others. And when we're growing in spiritual gifts... We need to grow in our love for God. And I've said about that. Take time to grow in your love for God. Take time in your intimate walk with God. Upgrade your relationship with God. Let the Holy Spirit do that. And you have to be intentional with that. We need to grow in self-awareness as well. We need to grow in relating to other people. We need to know how to relate to people well if we're going to communicate with them. If we're going to communicate God's heart to people, we need to do that well and we need to do that clearly. We need to consider what impact we make as people on other people. So when we're communicating the prophetic, we need to do that in a, in a normal, clear kind of way, particularly in the workplace or in your neighborhood. We need to learn to grow and let God uh, enable us to bring a clear message. It's no good going up to somebody and just releasing a, a picture over them and not explaining what the message is because they'll go, well, that was, that was a really nice picture, but what actually does it mean? 
We need to grow in how we relate well and how we bring a message to people. I just love it when watching people grow. And uh, in our academy, people come and they're terrified to, to st- step out. And then we get them to step out. And by the end, they're bringing very clear, accurate words from the Holy Spirit. And I love seeing that kind of growth. And we need to do that uh, together, actually refine and let the Holy Spirit hone us on the inside We need to let God deal with us as whole people as well, don't we? We're not just spiritual uh, uh, spiritual beings holding spiritual gifts. We're physical. We're relational people, aren't we? We're emotional human beings. And as we grow, we need to let God deal with us as whole people. If you have something happening in your life, like the guys were saying yesterday, if there's something in your life that you're not dealing with, you're ignoring it can sometimes cause a massive problem. If you don't deal with some fear, if you don't deal with intimidation as you go in life, it can sometimes come and bite you. If you don't deal with unforgiveness and all these kinds of things, it's no good standing up and prophesying over people if you've got bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. Let God create uh, some wholeness on the inside of you because we, it's, it, these gifts that we have, they're like treasures. God gives us spiritual gifts as treasure. And we need to let God deal with the whole of our lives. We need to let God, the Holy Spirit, speak to us. Don't just move in a spiritual gift, a gift uh, and have unresolved issues on the inside of you. If you're going to grow, you have to grow in your gift and grow in your character. Grow in your gift and grow in your character. Let God do that. And let, let, have people who speak into your life. Let people encourage you. Let people speak into your life and uh, help you to grow as a whole person, not just in your spiritual gift. You know, humility is an amazing tool. If we're going to grow in, in the prophetic and we're going to grow in spiritual gifts, we need to ha- have the tool of humility and a willingness to change. And from time to time, and it's an amazing thing to do, is to step back and say, Holy Spirit, come and show me if there's anything out of balance in my life. If you do that, it's not going to take many seconds before the Holy Spirit highlights something, and you can begin to deal with that thing. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, Holy Spirit's going to show that to you really, really quickly. That's just an example But we cannot. I know just recently I've needed to process some stuff in my own life. And it it was hampering my gift. As Andy explained, we've been through some tough stuff in our church. And it was hampering my ability to hear God. And there was some sadness. And there was some disappointment. And there was some hurt. And I needed to take some time, and I think still in that process to some extent, and just let God deal with me as a person. God wanted me to just put my gift aside for a minute, and he wanted me, Joe, to go into his presence, and he wanted me to be, his, uh, wanted to be my dad, and he wanted to talk to me about some deep things. And as prophetic people, if we're going to be effective prophetic people on the earth, we need to let God do that. It's a bit like having that uh, MOT on the car, you know. 
If you don't do it, if you just leave it, I know we can't legally, but if we just left it and left it, the very day when we need the car, it's not going to start, is it? If we leave an, leave an unresolved issue, our lives are a bit like that. We cannot function properly if there's stuff going on inside. And it's been great. I found it amazing just to let God come and deal and be very real with God, just as um, Graham was talking about, with that disappointment. And I find now that as I've allowed God to do that, I've started hearing him more accurately again. I've started to get that buzz of, of, of getting revelation and hearing God again. And I would just recommend, just from time to time, take a moment and just say, God, what's going on in my life? Come in my body. Come and refresh my body. Come and refresh my mind. Come and refresh my soul. Come and refresh me in my spirit. Another area that... Um, that we've touched on, and I don't want to spend long on this because we've spoken about it, others have spoken about it, but we do constantly need to grow in our sense of identity. We can get revelation about being a son or a daughter of the living God, and it changes us, but we need to go on and on and on receiving that because as you step up into stuff and you want to take risks, you find that insecurity comes to bite you. It will come and bite round your heels if you don't nail it. And that, that links in with us processing, uh, processing our encounters. Because I can remember years ago, when I first started kind of leading some of this stuff, um, I kind of got catapulted into it. And uh, we were doing a conference, and... Uh, I was completely in over my head. We were doing this prophetic conference. I, thankfully, I wasn't speaking at it, but we had the team there, and I was leading this team, and uh, I was literally in over my head. And on the first evening, I felt really, really stressed. And I was like, God, what, what are we doing? I don't really know. We're going to trust, trying to trust God, trying to hear God, trying to do the right thing. And uh, we went into the worship, and the worship band um, struck the first few notes, and I started to worship. I thought, okay, I'm going to concentrate on the Holy Spirit, concentrate on Jesus, and I'm going to worship. And it was like a few um, notes into the first worship song. Suddenly, I became aware Jesus was here, right next to me. And he looked at me and he said, hey, Joe, do you want to dance? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And I mean, I literally, it wasn't like a literal, I didn't, spin around the room, although in the spirit, I literally felt I was spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning around the room with Jesus. And I literally put my hands like this um, because I, that's what I felt in the spirit was happening to me. And then he slowed down. Jesus slowed down the spin. I, I, they were worshiping in the room and I was in this encounter. And then Jesus was really cheeky. I hope you don't think that I'm kind of... Uh, being irreverent, but it was very, very powerful for me because he leant forward to me and he said, come on, just tell me you love me. And I started to pour out my love over him and I felt intoxicated by his love for me. And it changed the way I felt about myself. It changed the way that I think about myself now. When I get up here to, to speak, I think of that moment. 
I think of that moment because he said, you're my girl, you can do it. I've called you, I've set you apart. I have given you everything you need to do this stuff. And I mean, when I wrote about the encounter afterwards, I was so emotionally impacted. It's completely changed the way I think about God and the way I think about myself. And it actually enables me in other situations to take risks. I learned a deep, deep acceptance of myself and the way that I'm created. But do you know what? I have to keep revisiting the truth that I received in that encounter. I don't always go back and feel all the amazingness of that encounter, but I have to go back and allow the truth I received that day to shape who I am, and it does to this day, many times. Many times it does. And, and I would encourage you to get hold of those kinds of things and allow God to shape you. Um, revisit the power of the revelation that you received this weekend. You know, you might be caught up in worship this weekend and receive uh, a word from God. You may receive something from Scripture that hits you with such power. That isn't just for this weekend. You need to take that away and revisit that revelation because God will make it part of who you are and you'll be able to speak that out over somebody else and bring and multiply the power of that revelation into somebody else's life. Here's another question to think about. Is your thought life creating a space and a strong foundation for you to grow in God and to grow in your gift? What you think about God and what you think about yourself will shape who you are. You know, we wake up every morning with some kind of mindset, don't we? We either wake up with a mindset that's working for us or it's working against us. I sometimes wake up in the morning uh, with a jolt and I'm like, oh. And my first thought, I have to admit, is not always about Jesus. I wish it was. I'm working on it. Sometimes I wake up and I'm overwhelmed with what's going on and I'm overwhelmed with, with situations, problems, difficulties and I think, God, how are we going to deal with this one? What's going to happen? And one of my favorite um, prophets, uh, he's a, like the grandpa of the prophetic a bit now, is, is a guy called Graham Cook who is, is in America now and uh, we were at a conference in L.A. Uh, with Sean Boltz and, and, uh, and Graham Cook. I, I, we weren't with them. We were just like watching and hearing and listening. Um, and Graham's, Graham was talking and he said, you know, if you have a mindset that doesn't work for you, then just have another one. And it was just, <laughs> it was just so brilliant because the other morning I was a bit like, not so great, and I was talking to Paul, and, and afterwards I thought, oh, I didn't, I didn't quickly enough have another mindset that morning. It took me a while to work through the way I was feeling in order to get on with my day. And the Holy Spirit's been challenging me about that and saying, if you want to hear my voice and you want to get revelation, you need to change what's going on here more quickly. We can wake up in the morning and we can have a God thought for the day. And that's the thing that we need to do, is have God's thought over us for that day, like Lou was doing with the children this morning. 
rather than a negative thing that will spiral us right down, the day will kind of get worse and worse and worse unless we have another thought. And we need to switch from what's spiraling down into what God is saying about us. I've got a favorite God thought that at the moment is also shaping me. It's from Philippians 4 and verse 13 in the Amplified. And uh, Paul says, I can do all things which he's called me to do. So I take that for myself. I can do all things that he's called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. You can do all things that Christ has called you to do. He's strengthened you and empowered you to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything, equal to anything, through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Now, if we had that God thought every single morning, we would change the world. If we really knew every morning, if we really, from this place onwards, get a sense of who we are in Christ, every single morning, we will change the world. And it's like, what am I up for today? Jesus, what is it you want me to do today? What's your thought over me today that you want me to go and share with somebody else? Now, I want you to do something. How are we doing for time? Um, I want you to do something now. Uh, I want you to stand up. Find someone you don't know too well. Quickly, you've got to really move. What, what time do we finish, Andy? Oh, gosh. So this is good that we're doing this now. Um, don't talk too much. Just introduce yourself very, very quickly. Okay, that's enough time to introduce yourself. <laughs> what I want you to do is to listen to God. You've got 30 seconds, 30 seconds from the time I say start. You've got 30 seconds to listen to God about what he's saying over your partner, how he wants to encourage your partner about something about their identity in Christ. Just it might be one word, one sentence, one phrase, just something that God wants to encourage them with. And I want you to then speak it out to each other, but I'm going to get you 30 seconds to listen from now. Done. Okay. Can I ask you to draw that, draw that to a close? Sorry to rush you so much, but I want to move on. So maybe you, I hope, were you encouraged? Good. Okay, so if you could sit back down, that would be great. Thank you. You can go on doing that through the day. This afternoon, go and do that for somebody. Um, I just want to run through some really more practical um, things to help you. I think we've talked about this a lot over the last few days, but a really, really helpful tool is what we've just done. Practice, 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 and take risks. In every, every possible situation you're in, take some risks. Growth always happens when we engage with risk. It's scary, 
but we need to remember who we are and go for it. The other day, um, Paul and I were um, at, we were getting some work done in our house and we're getting a, a favorite sofa. We decided to get it reupholstered and uh, we went round to, they, these, this couple came round to us to look at the sofa and decide whether it was worth uh, reupholstering and they said it definitely was. And as we sat talking, having a cup of tea with them, they started to tell us about their daughter who is really quite unwell. She's in her 20s and uh, she suffers regularly from seizures. And it, my heart went out to this couple and, uh, and we talked for a while and, and I kind of bottled it that time because um, they went, you know, it was really lovely. We, we got on really well with them and we decided to uh, think about going ahead with the work. And off they went and they said, well, just contact us and let us know what you want to do and we'll send you some uh, fabrics and all that kind of stuff. And so thankfully, we got round to going back to where they're going to their workshop um, recently and to talk to them again about what the, what the details of what we wanted done. And we went into the office and we met with the, the lady and she's so welcoming and so friendly and such an amazing lady. And we were just sat talking again about the details of what we wanted them to do. And I heard the Holy Spirit go, ask her about her daughter, ask her about her daughter. You're going to pray. You're going to pray for them this morning. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay. And I, I realized that I had like split second to transition the conversation into, oh, by the way, how's your daughter? And I could feel it rising on the inside of me. I'm sure you know what that's like. And that kind of, oh, and I, I just said, oh, um, how's your daughter doing? And she said, oh. Oh, you know, it's been so difficult. She had a seizure the other day. She fell down the stairs. And uh, it's just been so difficult. I said, have you had the appointment at the hospital? No, it's been really difficult. Anyway, I said, um, when you spoke about your daughter last time you were with us, it really impacted uh, Paul and I. And I've been praying. We've been praying for her. And I really wanted to know whether you, it would be okay to pray for you and to pray for her now. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, yeah, that would be lovely. And uh, so I started to pray and really felt the peace of God in the room. And um, afterwards, she, she sort of came to, as people do, and, and she said, um, well, I, I lost my faith a long time ago, but I really felt something then. I really felt the peace of God. Thanks so much for praying. And... And it was wide open. The atmosphere was wide open then. And I began to say to her, I just feel that, I just want to encourage you with the business that you've got here and the way that you receive people and, and just encouraged her about her creativity. She's got an incredible creative gift on her life. She makes things happen for people that other people would say, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. And it was just, she just grew. I saw her grow in, in front of us. Anyway, a couple of days went by. Uh, we did the financial things. We paid them for what, part of what we want them to do. And then she sent the email back. And at the bottom of the email, it said, oh, on a personal note, I really, really want to thank you because I really felt something happen. And even though I said I'd lost my faith, some, God's peace came on me in that moment. 
She also spoke about how she goes out in the garden um, to us, and, and she's got this Buddha in the garden. But I thought, well, God, you can deal with that. Jesus, you can reveal yourself to this precious lady. And we met her son. We met her husband. And I literally, when I was praying for her, I really prayed for this daughter, to, for these seizures to begin to stop, for whatever's going on in her brain or in her body to begin to come in line again. And so I'm going to get in touch with her again and say, look, I've been praying just how's she doing? And it's just opened out something because in that moment, um, I took a decision to take a risk. Now, I felt like in that situation, it was fairly safe because she was such a nice person. I didn't think she was going to go, oh, no, I don't want you to do that. And sometimes that does happen, I know, but we have to take a risk with people. Do something you've not done before to grow. You know, if, if you uh, are comfortable with the way you prophesy, if you're somebody who um, brings lots of words of knowledge, Go try and get a bit more detail in the word of knowledge. You know, we love the, the words of knowledge about bad backs and all that kind of stuff, don't we? But begin to engage with the Holy Spirit and ask him for some more detail. Holy Spirit, if, there's, if he shows you something in somebody's body, ask him, is this a man or a woman? Is, where are they in the room? Where do they live? Just begin to ask God more detail. Press into more. Don't just accept the first bit of revelation you get. Even with a prophetic word, don't just run with the first bit of revelation you get, as exciting as it is. Go back, engage with God, and ask him questions. Is there anything else you want to say? Is there anything else you want to do in this per for this person? Just go back and get 10% more revelation because it will often be the detail that God gives you in that 10%, the, bing, the most risk you take, that brings the breakthrough. I had something a few weeks ago with someone where uh, I had released a prophetic word over them and then the Holy Spirit started to speak to me about an area in the city where this girl lives that God wanted to st her to start going with a group and start praying in that area of the city. And she looked at me and she said, oh my goodness, I've been asking the Holy Spirit whether we should do that. And, and I just said, I f really feel like God's saying the green light on that. You need to go and start doing that. And I was like a bit kind of, I was like, I don't know about this. I just say this. And she said, no, that's the, one of the most helpful things. The whole prophecy has been really helpful. But because I pushed in for a bit more detail, um, the Holy Spirit wants to give you detail. He wants to show you stuff like that. Do something you've not done before. Take a risk. You know, I, all, it's lovely to see the gift of tongues so operational here. A couple of years ago, I had not ever bought a public tongue. It's something I'd just not done before. And I just started doing it because I thought, well, God, I, I want to step out in this. It's something I've not done before. And I took a risk. And I didn't have it all sussed. Do you know how it feels when you're watching someone? You think, oh, man, they're really experienced. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, we were, we were at this conference in, in L.A., and, and Sean Boltz was sat, uh, stood in front of us trying to sort out a word of knowledge with someone, and it wasn't quite landing. It wasn't quite happening. And he stopped, and he said, I am sweating like a pig up here. It doesn't get any easier. I'm terrified. And uh, I was like, oh, great. Even Sean Boltz feels like that. He finds it hard, too. And yet he looks like it's 
easy, easy, easy all the time. The next word he got, actually, in that was a complete telephone number for somebody. And this poor woman, she nearly exploded in front of where Paul and I were sitting because he was so accurate. So just practice, 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 practice. It doesn't have to be a whole telephone number. It could just be the next little tiny bit of accuracy that's really, really going to encourage someone. You know, if you want to practice words of knowledge, we did this in Zambia with a, a group of people, with Joseph and Lillian, and um, we got them to bring photos of family members, either a literal photo or on their phone, and we got them to sit around in groups and bring words of knowledge for the person on the photo. And it was absolutely amazing. They were having a ball. We let them do it for about half an hour. I wish I could let you do that for half an hour, but maybe go home and do an exercise like that. Because it, it was amazing what God was saying for these people. If you're used to giving personal prophecy, start asking God for a corporate word for your church, for your leadership, or, or even for your workplace. Because you can communicate creative ideas in your workplace. You don't have to go and say, thus says the Lord. You can actually carry a creative word into that situation. But if you're used to just you know, doing the shotgun prophecy where you get someone and you start praying over them. Um, slow down a bit and be intentional before you are going to a meeting, a prayer meeting or whatever. Take some time and say, God, what are you saying? What do you want to do in the prayer meeting? Make me a channel of the prophetic. Make me a channel of blessing into this prayer meeting. Don't just tip up. I'm preaching to myself here. Don't just tip up always. I know God speaks spontaneously and, and we want to follow that. But sometimes we can actually be prepared and intentional. And I would encourage you to be intentional with what God gives you. Prepare. Set yourself goals. Set yourself goals. Maybe do that with a friend. Gather and meet with other prophetic people. Because iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? We can sharpen and hone each other's gifts because we're all different. The strength that you have won't be the strength that somebody else has necessarily. We prophesy in parts. So to bring a whole picture, it's amazing to get together and listen to God together and uh, bring, bring prophet the prophetic together. And once somebody starts, everybody else will start. You'll get over that embarrassment about it. Just get together and do it. If you want to do it in your church setting, go and talk to your leaders about it. Do you think the leaders will help you? Your leaders can help you um, to do that kind of thing because they will benefit from it. So be intentional with all these things. Be prepared to, in your settings to give and receive feedback. Um, be teachable and prepared to learn. Uh, I think... We need to practice giving and receiving feedback. You know, we get so many prophetic words passing um, to us in our churches, uh, in different, maybe in small groups and things like that. But we actually need to take time to wait and test these words. And as prophetic people, be ready to receive feedback. And if you're giving feedback to somebody, if somebody dive bombs with a word... As Andy said, we celebrate the courage that they had to step out and give it. Don't go and criticize them. Go with love. Go with, yeah, we have to be accountable if we got it a bit wrong. But that's okay because we're learning. Children fall down when they're learning to, to walk. And we need to actually be ready to receive and to ask, how can I get better than this? 
at this? How can I improve? Where's my growing edge? You know, we can help people to communicate better. Um, uh, Andy had a word given to him recently, and he sent it through to me. And in the word was the, like the skeleton of something that God wanted to say from this guy. But it was like, I read it and I said, I looked at it and I thought, well, there's so much more that this guy could have asked the Holy Spirit to put the, the flesh on this. And I wasn't asking the guy to, um, Andy said, to go back to him. We asked him whether we could go back to him and whether I could go back to him and, and ask him. And I just asked a whole load of questions. And I said, I don't want your opinions and, and your thoughts. I just would love to have what you press into the Holy Spirit a bit more and get a bit more detail, a bit more flesh to go on this. And he's done that and um, almost, almost too much <laughs> in the end. There was so much, but the exercise was really good for him. And it's really good for us, each one of us, to be teachable like that. Um, we need to be willing to go through a process of honing and refining so that when we communicate, um, even communicating words of knowledge, prophetic words, um, interpreting tongues, whatever it is, we need to be clear with what God is saying. And invest in somebody else. Wasn't it wonderful to see the kids giving interpretation this morning? Invest in the younger generation. Invest in young people. Invest in people around you. Invest in every generation. Take hold. You know, if there's somebody in your church who's emerging in a spiritual gift... If they would like some help, just give them some help. If you have to invest in somebody, you will grow. You will grow. Because you'll have to have your act together in order to invest in somebody else. Get to know your times and seasons as well. You know, we can get a bit off course when sort of a, the times or the seasons around our lives change. You know, we can be totally motoring in revelation. We can be having revelation coming at us from every direction. We can feel like the Spirit's moving every time we're in a meeting. We can feel like there's prophecy coming out of us or coming to us. We can feel like it's an exciting season in the Spirit. And we want to live in that all the time, don't we? And the Holy Spirit never runs out, so we can. But there are times where, a bit like the sea again, where the, you get the flow of the tide and then you get the ebb of the tide. And I think the ebb is as important in our lives as the flow. Sometimes things can go a bit quiet. Sometimes God is encouraging us to hear him in different ways. Sometimes we're not feeling the kind of emotional buzz of spiritual gifts. And we're feeling a bit flat on the inside. And that's just a time when God wants to ignite your spirit, where your emotions need to, you don't put them on one side because God made us emotional beings for a reason, but he actually wants us to decide and make a decision that we're going to take time with him without having that fuzzy buzz that we need. You know, if we waited for the, the goosebumps to always go and listen to God, we would miss out. We need to make decisions to go and spend time with God and be intentional to hear him. And there are times and seasons in our lives when we're facing challenges and we're facing difficulties uh, where it doesn't feel just so much fun. And that's okay. There's lots of those seasons. You read them in scripture. David went through quite a lot, but he knew what it was. He, he, he understood 
what the time and the season was in his life. And he encouraged himself in the Lord. And we need to know how to do that in every season of our life. He's teaching us to walk by the Spirit, not by our emotions. He loves our emotions because he's an emotional God. Don't neglect your emotions, but actually learn to walk by the Spirit. Walk following step by step in the Spirit. Don't run ahead of the Spirit. Don't run behind the Spirit. We really need to walk in the Spirit. And sometimes there's an, it feels like there's an ebb of the tide in our lives and we think, Oh, what happened? It doesn't feel quite as exciting as it did last week or the week before or the month before. At that moment, we could spiral down because we're not hearing God in the same way. That is the very, very moment when God is wanting to build something on the inside of you of strength and ability to hear God. If you're going through a challenge right now and it's really tough, just spend some time with God and say to him, what is it you're saying? What is it you want to show me in this time and in this season? What is it you want to give me for this season of my life? What is it you want to show me for this season? Understand with God where you are with him. He will show you. He will communicate. You know, the, the tide pulls back so that the, it can push further up the beach. Sometimes we're in, in an ebb because the big push is about to happen. The big wave is about to go up the beach. And we don't want to miss that because we get knocked off course in the ebb. I think that's a word for quite a number of people in this room right now. Don't get knocked off course in the ebb because the flow is about to come. But it's what you do in the ebb that determines how successful the flow will be in the Holy Spirit. Nearly there. Always encourage each other. Always be an inspiration where you are. Be an inspiration to your leaders. Be an inspiration to your small group. Be an inspiration. Always, always encourage. We grow when we're encouraged, don't we? Always encourage. Always let prophecy come out of love and encouragement. Be an inspiration where God has placed you. We need to have connections right across uh, our churches don't stay in a prophetic huddle, as lovely as that is and as wonderful as that is. You need healthy relationships and healthy connections right across the body of Christ because every person has a prophetic gift on the inside of them. Every person can be prophetic and every person needs encouragement. So make sure that you look for people uh, outside of, of, of what you're doing. Make sure you encourage people and include people and uh, prophesy over people. I want us to do another little exercise and I just, as we finish, and I just want to explain something about it because I want us to listen to God again for a couple of minutes before we finish, but I want us to, to actually um, use the gift of tongues. And I just want to say that um, the gift of tongues is an incredible gift um, for growing in the prophetic. It's like a gateway into the supernatural realm. You know, I, I used to kind of say, oh, you know, I, I don't have dreams. I don't do that. Uh, and I, I was talking with a friend of mine, and, and he said, you know, when we speak in tongues, we connect with the spiritual realm. And uh, he, he had been teaching on this, and some of the people in our academy had come back to us and said, 
since I started intentionally using the gift of tongues in my personal life, I've started to dream. I've started to get God dreams on a whole different scale. And I was like, whoa, I was really challenged. And so I started to do the same and to ask God for dreams. You know, you can ask God for these things. If you say something like that, I'm not a dreamer, change that thought because God may well want to speak to you through dreams and visions. If you haven't had a dream, a God dream or a God vision, ask God for it. And I started to ask God and to pray in tongues. And uh, recently, I've just had so many dreams. I don't dream loads and loads and loads, but I've had little snapshot kind of dreams where God has really spoken to me. And I just, it's just an encouragement. But in every area, I think the gift of tongues is really, it's something that connects us to the heart of God. And Mahesh Shavda um, in his book, The Hidden Power of Speaking in Tongues, says, when the Spirit filled those believers at Pentecost, they began to speak in tongues. The Spirit's presence connected them with the heart and mind of God in a whole new way. Speaking in tongues was a supernaturally natural expression of that connection. The Holy Spirit gave birth to the church, and part of that birth was tongues, the church was born speaking in tongues. So if the early church was born speaking in tongues, how much more do we need that gift in these days to help us connect with the supernatural realm and to connect with the heart of God? So I think using the gift of tongues uh, helps us to grow in our awareness of the angelic, it awakens revelation on the inside of us. Don't ask me how it happens, but it does. Uh, it increases our sensitivity and it opens our spiritual eyes and ears. Take time, you know, in your life. You know, when you're out walking, when you're driving, just say, God, what's on your heart? And begin to speak in tongues. Begin to activate that gift on the inside of you because it produces strength. Scripture tells us how it builds up, builds us up on the inside, but it also connects who we are to, to the person of God. And I would love us, just in these final moments, if you can hang on and do this, is um, to stand up. You can work with the same partner if you want, if that's easier, but you need a partner very quickly. But I would love us to... Um, ask Holy Spirit, what is it that God wants to give my partner for this season that they're in? There's a gift that God has for every person in this room as they walk out. And he just, he just wants to communicate that through you to your partner. Something very simple. What is it that God wants to give this person as they leave this seminar today? And I just want us to pray in tongues. Let's just do it. We've only got a minute probably to do it. Let's just do it for a minute together. Just release it. Let's hear it. And just as you're doing it, just ask the Holy Spirit, what is it he wants to give? And let that drop into your spirit and then communicate it. Okay, let's do it for a minute. Let's start right now. And just start to listen to what the Holy Spirit drops into your spirit. Okay. If you could just draw that to a close. 
I know that we've had to hurry, but I've just kind of thrown out to you a few things that it may be good to do with some people uh, towards the, the rest of this camp and, and when you go home to practice some of these things and take more time over them. But I just want to say thanks for taking the risks, thanks for listening, thanks for being here, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.